Hey guys, Trey Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey sports fans, Nick Davis here and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Yeah, welcome to a joint podcast with Chad Townsend's Talk of the Town and Jamie Soward's Sweet and Sour podcast. Branding, uh, jumping across platforms here, but we're doing an NFL-style podcast for all you NFL nuts out there that are catching up with the draft. And as I say that, I welcome in my co-host, Chad Townsend, from Talk of the Town, and of course, Premiership winner and Sharks and all that other shit. But uh, Chad, we're getting this underway, NFL draft this week. Sally, good to be here, mate. I, uh, it's a big week for us, uh, Browns fans. But, um, you know, and the whole of NFL, obviously, you know, they're doing a, a virtual draft, but um, very in- interesting. And, um, you know, I can't wait to chop it up with the Pellas. Yeah, I can't wait to chop it up either. Uh, the other two guys are obviously big into NFL. One uh, is a winner this year of our uh, fantasy league who absolutely shit in. He's very, very tall, as you heard in his intro. <laughs> Trent Copeland, uh, Mr. Olympics, we call him. Hey, young Copes. Oh, I'm going well, lads. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm pumped. I mean, my team lost in the Super Bowl last year, so I'm just excited to get into it. 49ers, I'm a big fan. Jimmy G, Jizzy's a beautiful man. I can't wait to see who we take in this draft. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into it. And one man who hasn't slept since the documentary aired last night, uh, The Last Dance. He's still sleeping in his Michael Jordan singlet. Nick Davis joins us, of course, on the Sweet and Sour podcast as well. Nick, you're back. Yeah, boys, looking forward to it. NFL season, it's um, the only sport that hasn't really been affected. So, um, now looking forward to the draft. And then uh, yeah, my side, the Raiders, moving to, um, to Vegas. Yeah, let's get stuck into it, boys. Let's start with you, Chad. You're a Cleveland Browns fan. Uh, important draft coming up after the disappointment of last year. Um, a lot of talk around Odell Beckham Jr. Should they trade him? You know, Baker Mayfield, too short. Um, where do you see the Cleveland Browns sort of heading in the draft this year and what what do they need in terms of being able to go to that next level? Yeah, look, there's been a, a lot of talk, I guess, leading up into the draft about, you know, who we need and, and options, I guess, out there. Um, obviously, you know, going 6-10 and 10 last season was not good enough and that's the reason why they got rid of first-year head coach Freddie Kitchens. Now, um, Anytime any team has Odell Beckham Jr. on their roster, there's going to be some noise around. So I just think there was probably a bit too much noise for us around in the 2019 season. Baker Mayfield didn't live up to the height of his second year. And it's an extremely important draft for the Browns. We've got number 10 in the first round. And all the talk's been around selecting an offensive tackle to help out protect Baker in the pocket. But um, there's also been some whispers around, you know, potentially drafting a safety as well. So... Um, We're a bit skinny there, but um, to be honest, it's going to be anyone's game. I know know that I've been tuning into the new Building the Browns on YouTube, so you know I'm excited to see where 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 we go. Yeah, it's a big year for the Browns. They do draft at number ten, so I think they'll need some protection in and around Baker Mayfield to hopefully um, Odell Beckham Jr. gets back to his best. We all know how talented he is. Trent Copeland, you're a 49ers fan. They just came up just short last year in the Super Bowl. Uh, They have surprisingly the number thirteen pick. Uh, where do you see the 49ers needing to improve if they are to get back to the big show and obviously go one step further? Yeah, mate, it's a big draft for us. And it's a, I guess, if you look at our strengths last season, it was uh, a composed Shanahan offense, which 
revolves around Jimmy G getting the ball out quick, um, using the running backs to their advantage. I mean, Raheem Mostert in the playoffs was just scintillating. And then George Kittle, obviously, just dink and dunk passes to him. And then uh, the big loss for me is Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I think underrated in NFL terms, just how quality he is after the catch, but also how reliable he is. And I'll tell you what, I can't wait to hear you rave about that with him <laughs> and Michael Thomas going with Drew Brees. I mean, everyone should be worried. Alvin Kamara as well. So, uh, look, I think that's the biggest one that we're going to have to work on. Um, outside of that, look, we've got picks 13 and 31. The DeForest Buckner trade to the Colts um, has got us that extra avenue into the first round picks. So, look, I think it's going to be wide receiver. Uh, and I've got three absolute studs that I think we're going to be choosing from, uh, and we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, we certainly will. And Nick Davis, the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, they've got uh, a couple of picks in this first round. Number 12, I think, is their first pick. Uh, but they've obviously stacked their picks up with trades and stuff in the past. Uh, are they going to be able to work uh, with Derek Carr, at quarterback, and are they going to work in Vegas? Yeah, look, looking forward to uh, to the move to Vegas. It's obviously uh, uh, a big move for the for the Raiders, but well, obviously the last couple of years, uh, letting some big names walk out the door to acquire these draft picks, uh, getting ready for this draft. Uh, obviously, last year the Antonio Brown debacle happened as well at wide receiver. So I'm pretty sure the Raiders and the Raiders uh, organization and fans are going to be looking for some wide receivers to to walk in the door and help out. Uh, the franchise quarterback in in Derek Carr. So it's going to be an interesting draft for the Raiders. It's been uh, one, like I said, they've been uh, gearing up for a few years, um, letting some big names walk out, getting these draft picks ready. So they've got to make sure they pick the right guys. Yeah, definitely. I'm a Saints fan. We've got pick 24. I just think we really need the referees just to look after us, boys. I think we've been pretty close the last couple of years. But uh, you're right, Copes, that Emmanuel Sanders uh, pickup for us is, is huge. And Drew Brees coming back for another year. Um, geez, it's, it'll be disappointing if he doesn't win another Super Bowl. He's, he's already one of the greats, but he probably deserved another shot at a Super Bowl. But we'll get into that along uh, moving the chains over the next couple of months and when the NRL, NFL season, beg your pardon, uh, gets up and going. Hey, boys, I'll start with you, Chad. Uh, a lot of talk around Tua Tungavailoa and where he will go, obviously out of Alabama. Decorated uh, history there. Um, I did some research about uh, topsport.com.au, which are sponsors of my podcast. They've got a market up, and they've had some movement. Miami Dolphins are favourite with Los Angeles Chargers, the Jaguars, Raiders, Detroit, uh, which have been big movers, and the Washington Redskins. Where would you like to see Tua go, and where do you think he'll go? Yeah, look, for me, all the talk around the offseason has been Tua to the Dolphins at number five, and... For me, it's hard to go past that. I just think the fact that there's been so much talk, you know, um, from what I'm hearing, the Dolphins have, have definitely done their research on Tua. And I think it's a, it's a good fit. I think any team that gets Tua is going to benefit. I've seen him play at Alabama and that system and the way he performed for Alabama throughout his college career was nothing short of phenomenal. Unfortunately, you know, with his hip injury, it did limit him and it probably dropped his stocks a little bit in the draft. And it would have been a great, you know, climax to a college football season to see, you know, Tua versus Joe Burrow at the end of the season, but that was not to be. But for me, he goes at five unless another team jumps up and really wants him. 
Does Joe Burrow, I know he he will go to the Bengals, but if Tua doesn't get injured, obviously Tua probably goes number one, Chad, to, to the Bengals. Is there a chance that we keep hearing about Stafford being traded, the Redskins aren't happy with Haskins? Are they? Is there any chance that we may see the Lions or Redskins uh, double down and try and take Tua? Look, I, I don't think so. I think the fact that the, the Redskins drafted Haskins last year and they used a you know pretty early pick on him, I think it's it's in their best interest to give him some time to develop. I know that he came into an organisation that's really struggling and obviously a team that's not doing so well. But you know, I think it's too early to turn their back on Dwayne Haskins. So I think that you know they'll stick with him this year and give him a go. Copes, there's the Stafford talk about maybe moving on. You have to be successful in this league straight away, and most teams are successful when they have a cheaper quarterback. Stafford hasn't been able to get to those heights. Obviously, Megatron, you know, retiring early didn't help him. But would if you're Detroit, you know, would you look at trying to get Tua in and maybe move on from Stafford, get some pieces, and try and rebuild? Uh, look, all the mail says no. And just touching on that last point, I think the best player in this entire draft is Chase Young, who's the edge from uh, Ohio State. So I think Washington would be crazy to pass him up at number two. And look, Detroit, it, it sounds like they're going to go cornerback. Um, or if they're not doing that, they might trade down. So look, I, I would be shocked. It'd just be health. Like his lower back is the only thing holding him back. When he's fit and on the field, uh, he's as good as anyone. He's putting up some crazy numbers last year uh, with Kenny Golladay. And I think you know, largely a pretty talented young offensive scheme uh, that they run there in Detroit. I like them to come good. Um, but what they need is a better defensive lineup. And at the moment, it's pretty ordinary. So Jeff Okuda maybe at number three. Yeah, you're right about Chase Young. It's, uh, it's weird that Joe Burrow had a fantastic season for LSU, but Chase Young's probably the best player on the board and he won't get picked because he's not a quarterback. So, uh, Nick Davis, <laughs> what if I said to you that the Raiders are going to trade their two first-round picks to go up to number two and get uh, to a Tungvaluwa? Would you be happy with that? Oh, no, I don't think so. I, I think the Raiders have got to stick with Derek Carr. I think um, all the... <clears throat> Mariota. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an interesting battle, that one. Yeah. Um, no, nah, I look. I don't think. So. I think yeah. Um, so he ends. He ends up yeah. Obviously at the Dolphins. And if the Dolphins may pass up on him, I don't know. Then I think the Chargers will snap him up pretty pretty quick. Smart after that. Yeah, you're right. It's uh, it's going to be interesting because those like you watch. I sit back and watch, and obviously fantasy plays a huge part in you know the draft, and we think about the future things. But I look at. Teddy Bridgewater last year who took less money to be able to stay at Saints and then Tyson Hill who, who's there now and you think about those quarterbacks it, it, you really have to get lucky don't you Joe Burrow could be a bust in the first couple of years at Cincinnati they don't have the team around and we may not see the best of him but Tua seems like he's got that little bit of X factor and Chad if the Dolphins get him, they've spent a lot of money this year. You think that they may be able to turn around quickly with Tom Brady moving to the Bucks? Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, the Dolphins are laughing all the way to, you know, they've given themselves a chance to potentially play, you know, closer to a championship. And by that, I mean, there's no Tom Brady in their division anymore. So the fact that I think the Dolphins, you know, there's been so much hype around Tua, it really shows, you know, where their organisation is heading. And they need a guy like Tua to come in and change. Their organisation has no doubt it's been mediocre for a number of years now. 
um, you know, ever since to potentially the back in the days when Tannehill first came into the league when he was kind of playing okay. But they've kind of missed that guy for a long period of time. So I think that's, you know, why, in my opinion, I think they should take Tua. Yeah, he's certainly going to be uh, one of the hottest property in the NFL in the next you know, couple of days. Everyone's going to be trying to get him. Hey, Copes, I know we, we talk about Joe Burrow from LSU and Tua, but you've got two other quarterbacks who you want to talk about who you think might be steals uh, in the NFL draft. Yeah, it's just two guys that are flying under the radar a little bit. And Jalen Hurts uh, is one. And then Jordan Love is the other. I, I am just fascinated by... Bill Belichick and the Patriots sans Tom Brady uh, and where that goes. And look, I know there's been a lot of talk about Stidham. He's good enough to take over. Hoyer's a good enough starter. i tell you what, it's all smoke and mirrors. To me, I think they really like what they see in Jordan Love. They've got pick 23 in the first round. I would be amazed if they don't, maybe not that pick, if it's not Love that's their guy. It could be trading up to the back end of the first or the start of the second round and taking Hurts. And I think that's a storyline that I can't wait to see play out. Who the Patriots come out of this draft with as their quarterback. And we all know Tom Brady is that sixth round guy uh, that Belichick turned into possibly the greatest ever. Yeah, you're right. But Jalen Hurts at Oklahoma, I'm an Oklahoma fan. So I watched him. Does his game translate Copes to the NFL? I know you talk about Bill Belichick, but is he... Is he going to be good in the NFL? Uh, well, the questions are certainly there, and that's why he's not going to be a top 10 pick in this draft. And look, there's a lot of guys that are talented quarterbacks. Some have question marks. And particularly in this day and age, I think with no uh, scouts at facilities, no uh, workouts for Tua to be that locked-in product that they all know, A, the talent's there, but is he actually healthy like he's saying that he is? And we've seen all these videos of his own workouts in-house. But I think that plays into the hands of the Patriots. I think they can have their own game plan set up here to pick the guy they really like. Um, And the current landscape is probably going to allow them to do that at the back end of the first round or early in the second. Yeah, we've seen Chad Townsend sinking hoops on his uh, social media. It doesn't mean he's a basketball player. The virtual things mean absolutely nothing. But uh, Nick Davis, i bring you back in here. Uh, who would you like to see the Raiders draft? It's a huge move to Las Vegas. This could go south very, very quickly for John Gruden on that 10-year, 10, 10 $10 million deal uh, with Derek Carr. Who would you like to see them draft? Maybe they, they need some more help at wide receiver? Yeah, look, I think they go go to wide receiver, and I think uh, if he's if he's on the board, and I think everyone, the majority of the number one uh, wide receivers out there are Jerry Judy. He's the man that um, that I think the Raiders should be uh, should be eyeing off. Uh, obviously, the Raiders were the, the the hard knock story last year, and everyone sort of saw, um, you know, that, that they were apart from AB, they were pretty skinny through that mm. um, through that receiving core. Uh, Darren Waller was really exceptional at, at um, at receiving last year, just because they had no wide receivers to throw to, um, I said they, they let a few walk out the door to get these draft picks. So I think, I think, um, I think Jerry Judy is the man that um, that the Raiders will uh, will take off the board first. Yeah, we can't wait to see all that uh, draft action, the virtual draft, as Chad mentioned, for the first time ever. Uh, We can't wait to hear these sounds. But, boys, we're going to change it up a little bit here. And after this, we're going to talk about free agency movements and the biggest ones in the NFL. 
Oh, it's a sweet sound, boys. It's a sweet sound <laughs> as the boys laugh and sit back. Uh, let's let's All go through point. let's go through this, uh, boys. Obviously, Tom Brady to the Bucks. But are there any free agency movement uh, movements, Chad, that caught your eye? You got Austin Hooper to the Browns, a tight end that'll help Baker Mayfield. But is there any other you know teams that picked up that you thought oh, they've gone from you know also Rams to maybe they can compete this year? Um, look, one that probably really caught my eye was. Um, Philip Rivers to the Colts, and I guess obviously Philip Rivers has spent a lot of his time at the Chargers. You know, you know, he's been an exceptional player for the Chargers over a long period of time, and obviously the Chargers decided that they were moving on in the quarterback position, and they he decided to sign with the Colts. Now the Colts had just signed Jacoby Brissett to a, to a contract as well there. So from what I understand, these two were, you know. Are they competing for the starting job? Mm. Is Philip Rivers going to come in and basically start straight away? There's so many storylines to me, and I know um, Nick mentioned it before with his Raiders that, oh, and Copes as well, that you know Derek Carr now has a challenge with uh, Marcus Mariota. You know, you look in Chicago, there's Nick Foles and there's Mitchell Trubisky. So to me, there's so many storylines that are going to come up in training camp and and, um, you know, the intriguing battles, especially at the quarterback position, obviously because, you know, it's the most talked about position in the game. So that's something that I'm really going to take a close eye on. Copes, what about your division? Uh, you said you lost Emmanuel Sanders to the Saints, but what about your division? Was there anyone that sort of made a move that you think can come close to the 49ers or maybe in your uh, in your conference? Uh, look, not really. I, I, di- I didn't think that there was much going on there that, really shocked me and I mean across the league the one that really excites me the most is DeAndre Hopkins to the Cardinals that air raid offense uh Kyler Murray I was excited to watch him uh and the way they go about their game if they can surround him with a good offensive tackle uh in the early stages of the draft potentially I saw uh and this might upset you Dickie is uh he's campaigning Kyler Murray's campaigning for Jerry Judy uh, or one of those receivers to come off the board at number eight for the Cardinals. I mean, what about that? If wow. you have DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Christian Kirk to go with one of those stud receivers uh, in that air raid offense. So that to me, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, what was Bill O'Brien thinking? Uh, <laughs> and I mean, how I'm does he keep, excited to I coach, how does he keep his job? The one that came through in the offseason and everyone's social media feed where it comes through on the Twitter that DeAndre Hopkins has been trading and everyone's going, surely it's not April. Surely it's not April Fool's Day. This cannot actually happen. They traded him for a ham sandwich. (laughs) There's no ham in there. There was no ham in there. It was just two slices of bread. It was unbelievable. I can't believe. Well, he's the GM, isn't he? Like your fantasy trade offers. Yeah, mate. I, oh, hey, I didn't finish, mate. I was unlucky this year in fantasy. Don't worry, we'll get. I'll be better this year. I'll have. I think I'll have the first or second pick. Um, hey, Nick, let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. They're an interesting team this year. Yeah. Made the playoffs. Um, they get Stefan Diggs and Josh Norman. Is that going to help them? Yeah, that's a division. Chad just said before that's a divi- uh, a division that's going to be open to win. Yeah, look, I think Stefan Diggs has been. Um for me personally, a, a fantasy stud for the last couple of years, he's carried me across the line a couple of times. And Josh Norman's obviously had a big price tag on him for the last couple of um, of, of years um, since coming from the Panthers. So um, look, he's um, he's a he's a top class defender. And look, they probably did um, shock a few um, few people last year. And look, 
they've um, they've gone out and got probably one of the, the top five wide receivers in in the in the NFL and and a top corner. So uh, they've done they've gone a long way to to making themselves a better side before the draft even takes place. Yeah, and the one thing that I was worried about with the Saints is Tom Brady, uh, Chad, to the Bucks. Uh, we probably it wasn't mentioned early, then all of a sudden it picked up steam and went there. It's going to be one of the hardest divisions because you think Atlanta will will sort of make their way back through Matty Ice, maybe. But Tom Brady to the Bucks, can he get it done this year? Yeah, look, I think you know it's hard to go past Brady. I guess his his record speaks for itself. I think. It will take a little bit of time for him to adapt to his new surroundings. Obviously, been in New England for you know 20 years with the the same coach, Bill Belichick, and those two, the combination that they formed. But you know, from all the I guess the research and um, articles that I've been reading about Brady is that he's been you know asking for his teammates' phone numbers to connect straight away and and I guess build that chemistry early on because you know it's going to be difficult. You know, Brady was lucky enough to work with, you know, guys like Edelman and Gronkowski for almost, you know, 10 years straight. So, you know, that connection doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, it, it definitely gives the Bucks a chance. Like, you know, that connection to Mike Evans is going to be deadly. And, you know, you'll probably see Mike Evans get double teamed all year. But, um, you know, Chris Goldwyn had an outstanding 2019 as well, shall we? Yeah, he did, didn't he? I'll tell you what, that's a, a tough... Because Teddy Bridgewater went to the Panthers it, it, to replace Cam Newton. If Cam Newton was still there, you got four MVP winners in that one division. Hey, Copes, uh, talking about staying in that division, Cam Newton, uh, they've, they've signed Teddy Bridgewater. They've told him they can look around. Who is the best fit for Cam Newton? Where should he go in 2020? Oh, man. I mean, I actually have a really good destination for both he and... Jameis Winston, and I, I don't think it'll happen, but uh, I think either of them could really swallow their pride for one year at the Steelers. It could actually wow. turn out to be the best move they've ever made. Uh, a, because Big Ben, we know his health hasn't been good in recent times, but uh, that team is built to win. Uh, we saw him go down last year, and they still... Uh, like. They Duck Hodges. Duck, Duck Hodges. Yeah. When you heard that name, you honestly thought they'd yeah. pulled some bum out of a bar and he was playing and he comes out and he, <laughs> he actually looked like that. He looked like a bum they've pulled out of a bar. Um, and, yeah. they, and after they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick, they still were able to win on the back of that defense. So, look, I think, you know, it's potentially a one-year slap in the face. Um, but I mean, Cam, it's looking like it's going to be that in some way, shape or form anyway. No one's trusting his own medical that he got done. Uh, everyone wants to see for themselves that, that it's going to be okay. So look, I, I mean, all of these teams that have um, availability actually have no cap space. So they're either going to have to take uh, a, a well-paid backup role with a bit of longevity like the Steelers, uh, who I think is actually probably the best fit, or... They're going to have to sign for peanuts for a year and then put themselves on trial. Someone that continues to get lots of money, Nick Davis, and probably I think will go down as one of the greatest backups ever is Nick Foles going to Chicago. He can, he's won a Super Bowl, and, and that's no disrespect to him, but my goodness, he can earn some money. He just gets traded around. Going to Chicago, is it Nick Foles going into the locker room, the senior guy, Chicago are craving, you know, some some success with their quarterback. Trubisky hasn't been able to get it across the line. Does he go in there and win the locker room over like he did in Philadelphia, or is this Mitch Trubisky's team and they're still going to try and persist with him? 
Yeah, I think it's Trubisky's um, side at the moment. But if you're Nick Foles, you're sitting there, the, the dollars just roll in and, and you just sit there and you hope the kid stubs his toe and you you know you've got the game <laughs> to, to come in and take over. Look, he, he's in a win situation. He's got, uh, he's got the, the money in the bank. He's got the cred in the bank. Uh, and he can, you know, he can just sit there. If he wants to go in and, and, and push hard for that spot, he'll just go in and compete. If the coach decides to go with Trubisky, he can sit there, he can get paid. And if the kid, like I said, stubs his toe, he can come in and be the hero again like he was at Philadelphia. So, uh, look, Nick Foles is a, is a great quarterback. And, uh, look, I think by the end of it, he'll be the starting quarterback at the Bears at some stage during this year. He's a good quarterback. I don't know if we can call him great. Um, he hasn't been able to do it when he gets the starting job. Hey, Copes, back to you just quickly. Uh, there was a bit of talk about the Jaguars coming out. Leonard Fournette said that, uh, no disrespect, uh, disrespect to Gardner Minshew, that Cam Newton would be a great fit down at Jacksonville. What do you think about that? Yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, look, he put up a phenomenal rookie year. I heard on a podcast today uh, that it, I forget which one it was, but it might have been Daniel Jeremiah talking about the fact that uh, he put up better numbers in 12 games than Kyler Murray put up in 16 games, but Kyler won the rookie of the year. So, I mean, they're the sort of numbers that you are impressed with. But, I mean, he wasn't drafted higher for a reason. So you'd expect that, um, you know, setting him as your franchise quarterback after one good season of 12 games is a risky play. Um, So that's not a bad play. And I would expect if someone like Tua starts to fall in the draft order because of risks and people being risk-averse in the first round, make no mistake, watch Jacksonville capitalise on that uh, because they were one or two picks away from Lamar Jackson uh, mm. and when he got drafted by the Your Ravens. Your fantasy stud. They were picking in front and they left him. Oh, man, that would hurt. Yeah, mate, don't worry about that. What about the Portland Trailblazers that passed on Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant? Okay, Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant. Great call. Let that sink in for the cross-code people listening like that. Uh, Boys, we'll wrap it up. Uh, Question without notice because we did the rundown today. I think it's been great. A little bit of NFL chat uh, leading up into what's going to hopefully be a great NFL season when we get it all back. Chad Townsend, give me uh, your unpredicted... Uh, no no form on the board, not even looking at it without question. Your Super Bowl ahead of 2020, 2021. Oh, Jesus, that's a, that's a tough <laughs> one. But for me, you know, I can't go. I, I, I'm a Browns fan, so Browns will definitely be there. But um, to <laughs> me, I think the Browns versus the Bucks. Browns, Bucks for Chad Townsend. So I'll write that down and see how close we get. What about you, Copes? Uh... Yeah, look, I find the Saints incredibly hard to go past. Uh, Their roster just looks phenomenal. It's all on the health of Drew Brees. But uh, I think if he can stay healthy, I reckon they will be there. Then I might go a little smoky and I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills. I think if Josh Allen can put it together with Stefan Diggs, their defense is arguably the best in the league. So uh, I'm going to put them for a uh, cold, wet playoff run that's going to be a nightmare into a fairy tale finish in the Super Bowl. Yep, nice. I like that one. We can do that. Uh, Nick Davis? Copes just stole my one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> you, I'll, go, I'll go mine if you want. and uh, to, I'll, I'm going to have the Saints there, obviously. But 
I don't know how anyone stops Kansas City boys. I don't know how Patrick Mahomes just doesn't yeah. roll through again, especially with Brady not being at the Patriots. Uh, there's no Big Ben. You know, they just seem like the team to beat. And he's is it his contract year this year that he's going to be able to re-sign for 200 and whatever million? I just don't see anyone. I think they win it all, to be honest. But I'd love to see the Saints there. I'm pretty sure they've there. got 90% of their roster still there next year as well, Sowie. Yeah, and, and that just, the way they played, I know that um, that that finals run, and we've all been in big situations, we've all won major, in our sport, we've won our major titles, but being able to put those points on, you know, and not let anything affect you like that, it is so bloody hard to be able to do, and they just seem to do it with consummate ease off the back of this young, you know, superstar-looking kid in Patrick Mahomes. He may dominate and win three out of the next four. Like, if they stay did fit you know, and healthy, he may he may win three or four. Did you know, Sally, oh, and boys, the, uh, I mean, in that Super Bowl, I can vividly remember it as a 49ers fan, but uh, when they were 10 points up early in that game, he has a record of being, when he's down by 10 points, he wins 100% of the time in playoff games. That's amazing. Freak. That is a joke to me. Like, honestly, there will be guys that have played 20 years that have that record. Early on, though, the first two games, he was down 20 in the yeah. first quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And, the and one against Houston. Was it Houston? He put 50 on him. Well, it's, it's the moment we've been waiting for, uh, Chad and Copes. His Super Bowl pick, and it has come in. <laughs> Nick Davis <laughs> with your Super Bowl pick. <laughs> I'm actually I'm going to go the uh, I'm going to go a replay of this year. I'm going to go the the Kansas City Chiefs. I've switched it around, and look, I think the Niners can. Like, there's no reason why they can't. You know, be a better threat. Yes. They're, they're running back. Um, they're they're pretty deep there. Jimmy G's. You know, good quarterbacks get it done in this league. And he's um he's if Nick Foles is a good quarterback, and he's a Jimmy G, you know, he's a bit better than a good quarterback. So I reckon it might, um, you know, it could be um, a replay of, of the uh, of the Super Bowl from this year. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Hopefully we'll write them all down. But uh, this has been the first episode of Moving the Change. You can get it on Chad Townsend's Talk of the Town. He'll be throwing that up with video content and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Nick Davis, Trent Copeland, Chad Townsend, thank you very much for joining us on Moving the Change. We'll be back next week to wrap it all up uh, ahead of what's going to be an interesting virtual draft. Stay tuned, stay safe. We'll see you next week.